Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Get It Off Your Breasts, the podcast which digs into all those issues really getting under your skin. I'm Emma Gannon and I'm Leanna Bird and this week we're so delighted to be joined by filmmaker, actress and mother of four Sadie Frost. We'll be discussing growing old gracefully or should that be disgracefully, nuance in debate on TV and checking your partner's phone. And if you do enjoy this episode, please don't forget to rate and review us. It really helps because other people can find us easily. Joining us as our very special guest today is actor and filmmaker and good friend Sadie Frost. Hello, Sadie. Hiya. Hi, Thanks guys. so much for having us, not only on our podcast as a guest, but in your lovely room, and we just sit, sat like cosily round a fire, and it's so nice and warm. I, know. I thought, like in the, on these these kind of cold, dull winter nights, just all like make it all nice and intimate and friendly, and we've got the dogs and the cats and kids upstairs we can be much more friendly it's yeah we've got so Rosie nice. the dog at our feet just being super chill mm. and super good as extra special guest um so as our as our guest we will invite you first as okay. it's like to do to get something off your breast so what would you like to get off your breast today um well I mean I find it very hard to be specific about anything so <laughs> when thinking about a, to- a topic was hard because I have so many things going on in my head but I was just thinking this weekend about I felt really under pressure about growing old gracefully and and quite happy to kind of grow old disgracefully. I think I think having a 17-year-old daughter um who is absolutely kind of beautiful and you know I, I, for me it's like I really feel like I'm passing the baton to my four kids who are just kind of stepping into adulthood and you know I think there's a lot of pressure as you're when you're when you're younger to um deliver with work to be ambitious to you know you know just constantly um prove yourself i mean i think i've definitely been um a bit of a workaholic all my life and i'm quite happy now to kind of step back and be a bit of a nerd or just you know happy about retiring quite soon and you know and when i kind of um when i look um or feel a bit bad at this and you don't you kind of I've been looking in the mirror and thinking like how do some women do it and how are they not actually aging and then I looked at the golden globes and women that were like always looked so much older than me and now looking like 10 years younger than me and I was talking to some friends about it and they were talking about cosmetic surgery and I'm I'm just so squeamish I couldn't actually do that I mean yeah. like the thought of like someone cutting me or scars or any kind of like in, mm. kind of being intrusive and So I just get a hoodie and the hoodie's kind of getting kind of more and more zipped up and more and more kind of the you know I've got this like little just have my little eye and, and it's fine you can walk around like that. So no I'm I'm quite happy not to have the pressure and and let my kids kind of get on with it and I can just become an old hippie and and, and just disappear and like live in a house with no mirrors and I think the the hardest thing about growing a bit older is you don't realize how your body isn't going to work as easy. I mean you're a bit of a yoga fanatic like like me and I've always loved doing exercise it's really important to me but you just it sounds like such a cliche but you just get a little bit you do get a little bit achy but i think you know it's just basically coming to terms with things and accepting 
where you are now, I sound like an old. I do sound like an old hippie. Not at all. I mean, I think I think you're, I think there's so much more pressure on women than men. First of all, but when when you talk about like growing old gracefully and disgracefully, do you think it's more about the way people look and like a pressure to, especially as a woman who's in the public eye, to to continue to look a certain way, or do you think it's more about like how you behave, like that there's certain expectations of you um, to you know to act a certain way or I, I don't know I feel like I feel like guys are kind of let off the hook a little bit like if they want to go out and be a bit wild or be single or I don't know just do whatever they want to do even if they're like at a certain age like everyone just thinks it's like quite cool and like a bit mm. of a cad and whereas with with women it's like you almost have to like expect it to be like to behave a certain way and be like charming and graceful and all those sorts of things and I don't know do you think it's more about like looks or behavior I think it's about a bit about both in different times of you know, there'd be weeks where you're kind of just feeling feeling a certain way and looking a certain way. But I, I think it's, you know, I've always felt a bit rebellious about how you're supposed to behave. So I've always wanted to do the opposite to what you're supposed to. Like, you know, when I was, when you're a mum and you've got small children and you're supposed to, uh, you know, behave a certain way and you're supposed to look a certain, you know, we're conditioned to have to kind of fit into being a mother. And when you're a mother, you know, especially 20 years ago, having a young child, it was like, you shouldn't be going back to work. You know, and, and when you, I was doing the school run and I was a working mum and couldn't really hang out with the other parents or the other mothers, it was, I've, I was always felt as if I was letting my son down, that I couldn't actually kind of engage in that kind of thing. So I would be quite rebellious about the things I should, I was supposed to be doing. Mm. And then there was a bit, a bit of me that was a bit resistant as I was, as I was getting older and it was like, you're supposed to be growing up now. I was like, how do you do that? I can't, <laughs> I can't grow up. I'm never going to grow up. And, and it was a worry for me because I was like, you know, um, I don't want to be one of those women that's kind of either in denial or not really just um, progressing or feeling like I'm on some kind of journey. And I think suddenly I started to feel different when my children got a bit older because I want to be a good role model to them. Mm. And I wanted to be doing the right thing, not f just, yeah, just for myself, but also for my kids. So it was like, I have to, <clears throat> you know, I want to be everything I'm achieving and showing them a kind of work ethic or a, a self-care ethic um, and a loving and kind kind of, you know, messages to them about how to treat people. My, my, my drive is making sure that my four children are going to be really well-balanced, loving people mm. and that they're good people. So I, I think my behaviour changed because I felt that was my responsibility in life. It wasn't like, I think it's like about less about your ego and how you are. So, you know, so, so my behaviour is basically um, conditioned in a way by, you know, being a mother. But, that, but in a good way. So I'm kind of not so rebellious. I'm quite happy to conform because I think I'm quite happy to just mm. kind of just chill out a bit. I was um, thinking about this play I saw a while ago with, um, you know, Naomi, I can't pronounce her surname, but she's Hermione in the stage play of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Um, she was in this play called Linda, and it's about a woman kind of growing slightly older. And basically the message I got from it was that she was kind of felt like she was becoming more and more invisible, like as she got older. Oh, yeah. And I've heard lots of my friends say that. Um, and it feels like it kind of mirrors... I feel like roles for women in films as well, like the kind of, um, you know, there's like sketches that like Amy Schumer did mm. about like you get to a certain age and then you kind of have to like go behind the scenes and not have any like big roles anymore. Do you think that's, do you think they correlate as well? Like, because I think 
that's not really fair. Like, we should have roles for women of all ages all the time. Absolutely. I think there's definitely... You, you do start to feel invisible and, and irrelevant as well because there's a new generation of people that are becoming more... who are, you know, more visible and, and, and relevant. But it's up to you, I think, to kind of push boundaries and maybe, you know, be creative in the way, you know, for me, like writing this, I'm writing a book at the moment, I'm writing it about a woman who's a bit older, who goes through all these issues, who's in her 40s and 50s and about how you feel. And, you know, or um, I'm kind of trying to create things and, and, you know, co-writing one woman shows about, you know, so it's also up to not just us expecting to kind of have those parts there and those mm. opportunities we've got to kind of create them and and yeah. because I think people do want to know about them and it's a whole kind of area to to explore yeah there's I, so many topics we don't talk about mm. when it comes to like age not just um women um but just in general like uh Gillian Anderson wrote a book recently about how um no one talks about menopause yeah like, no one I don't know I don't know really what know what it was well it's such a stigma and I know for me and probably a lot of our generation my generation and young women's would like our, our my mother didn't really talk about it much but then it made me feel really uncomfortable the bit I did know about it and then suddenly all your friends at the same time are all of a sudden it's on everyone's radar and everyone's freaking out and panicking and you just notice that a lot of women around you because people can start going through through a pre is it a peri like at forty so so there suddenly becomes a whole different kind of behavioural pattern mm. and there isn't much said about it but but in the last it was a bit like when I I had postnatal depression with my children and was really really ill and no one talked about it and it was just like why are you why are you depressed and you know you've got a baby you've got all the things you should have why are you just smiling and just cheer up and and shut up really. And I ended up having to be in hospital quite a lot because it was so bad and it was so crippling. I couldn't, didn't know how to do anything. I mean, I mean, it's the amount of kind of, I think when you, you're that um, crippled by po uh, being postnatal, you, you can't do the like little things like pack a bag. Mm. I mean, the, the, the smallest things and it just gets worse and worse unless it's dealt with. So the same thing, people didn't talk about that then. And then it became a, a kind of more and more topical and then, and same with the menopause, and there's de now there's a lot more kind of people talking about it. Mm. I remember like um, watching for the first time when like Sex and the City came out, and I remember at the time like Samantha's character, who was obviously someone like you certainly wouldn't say she was old, but she was like um, you know of an age whereby women are maybe expected to be like wanting to settle down or like wanting to have kids, and she was acting in many ways, I suppose, what you could call like disgracefully, like going out, partying wanting to have flings, mm. basically not really wanting to mm. ever settle down, you know, drinking all that sort of stuff. And I remember, like, just being so shocked at how refreshing it was to actually see a female character on TV that wasn't, like, a wife or a mm. mother or, mm. like... It made me mm. want to be... I was like, I just want to be, like, 20 years older now. I want to be Samantha. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. It was almost like the opposite effect. Yeah. It was kind of... It was... Yeah. It was, you, you know, you can have fun any any age my mom's yeah. 70 and she mm. just has such a you know a wonderful life and just it's just I bet I, I bet it's mainly not being kind of conditioned and thinking you have to be a certain way because there's no certain way you have to be if you're happy to just kind of take a bit of a back seat for a while and 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 you know as your kids are getting older but then you know I want to be there's so many other things that I want to be doing and and exploring because there's you know like I, I'm going to go to India to finish my book and I'm going to go trekking in the Himalayas and doing mm. you know th there's all you, you, I think you get more and more excited by life rather than just doing the the you the kind of the usual mm -hmm. but there is so much more like judgment especially towards women I remember I think it was 
um, Lily Allen, and she was like in a. Um, she was there was a snap of her and it was like an award ceremony or something and she was obviously a bit pissed or whatever and she was coming out and there was like a photograph of her in like some tabloid and basically everyone underneath it was going like mother of two what mm. is she doing it's so responsible she's this she's that and she just went no one ever says mother of two, um, father of two when you see Chris Martin having a drink like, yeah no one ever bothers to like no, no one ever judges in that way and it it does feel like we've got a long, like there may be visibility of women kind of acting a little bit more disgracefully and that being mm -hmm. okay, which is great. But I feel like the judgment is still really there, especially within like certain parts of the media and that kind of like tut, 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 you're a woman, you're a mother, you're of an age, you shouldn't be out enjoying yourself, like is is really hypocritical. Absolutely. I I, I mean, I had a lot of that and, and you know, I, I, especially because the media kind of, well, especially, you know, they'll, they'll photograph someone like Lily Allen or or if you're in the public eye, and then you might have gone out and, and gone out to your best friend's 40th birthday and had a really good time, but then that will be the one thing they write about. They haven't written about the, you know, the charity work you've done or the fact that you've been in doing your, you know, your kids' homework for three weeks and, and mm. parents' evening or whatever, and then you go out and have a good time like everybody else, but there's so much judgment to a woman going out and having mm. a good time, which is crazy, because if you stayed in all the time and just parented and, 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 and just kind of sat behind a desk, desk or whatever, you, you know, everyone's got to go out and have a good time and have a good old knees up. Yeah. Mm. I saw, I saw, um, I don't even know what surname to call her, but Cheryl, does it Tweedy now? Is that her surname now? Anyway, it was for Cheryl. Um, and she'd gone to like, it was a, a charity event. I think it was like a football, celebrity football match or something. And she turned up and it was the first thing that she'd gone to since her baby had been born. And it was like, obviously a really nice event. It was a charity. And like the comments section underneath, people were just like, she's just abandoning her baby. Why aren't you with your child? And it was like, it's been about three months. She's mm. probably been like with her child a hell of a lot. And this is like her thing that she's going to and she's got like someone looking mm. after her. And I just feel like it's so insane, the pressure. Like, and it's exactly like you're saying, you take that one moment in someone's life and you don't see the 99% of the sides. rest of their life when they're doing normal stuff, mm. having like, you know, not necessarily saying she lives a normal life I have no idea what kind mm. of life she leads but we don't know is the point mm -mm. um also it's quite I think quite a positive thing to see like all sides of your parents because my parents are like massive party animals like they always have been I remember having loads of different babysitters when I was younger like not in a bad way like I loved them they were all really fun you know it's fun having babysitters I didn't care but they're such social like beings that I kind of think that's really cool and I hope yeah. I have a massive network of friends when I'm that age as well and I've got always like had, I do now. I've always got loads of respect. Like I'm actually, I actually, I don't know whether it's just my mindset or whether it's like a common thing, but I actually have almost the opposite. Like I'm slightly judgy, maybe, which is like not a good thing. But if there's like someone I know who's basically like completely given up their career and like mm. their social life and is just dedicating themselves to being like a wife and mother, there's a there's a slight part of me that mm. will maybe be judgy, which isn't fair either because people should just do what the hell they mm. want. Mm. Um, whereas if you see someone who's like. Um, like I've got a really good we've got a really good friend Dawn and I don't know I just don't know how she does it but she seems to balance like being a mum of two with like just pushing forward her career like kind of like you actually say and also like She's having a social life yeah and like just also being a good friend yeah. as well just and having a good relationship like all these different things and that's the kind of person that I go like I would never judge her for those things mm -hmm. I actually, I actually mm -hmm. go you're nailing it because you're mm -hmm. getting that balance and I don't know how you do it and yeah. I'm really in awe of that yeah it's nice to kind of get that balance but you kind of there's so many different areas you've got to work whether it be your career or being a mum or your friends or your you know it's hard to maintain it all and I think, you know, one part of it that, that for me over the last few years, 
has gone is kind of going you know I I can't go out two or three times a week it's just too you know if I want to get off at six and start working and writing I need to be in bed mm. at nine or ten and then every now and again I'll have a fun night and yeah. it, and that's but then I like to kind of incorporate incorporate working with friends so I you know my 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 work is is now my social you know I think we work in a very social way now so mm. that's creative and I do a lot of um things like that that will kind of be um be fun to do but it's it's a very confusing time I think you know with Instagram you know and and all these things and how we're supposed you know I try not to judge or compare myself and to do all the good things and I do low yoga and meditation and things like that but by nine o'clock even in the morning I feel like someone's throwing 25 darts at me because already like I'm being there's those that anxiety of like oh my god and seeing that that's happening and, and and like oh my god I didn't get invited to that and oh my god you know and and we I think we're all there's so many choices we've all got to access to so many things and it's not a good thing because it's like about and I think the more that's happening to me the more simple I want my life to be because I, I find so much pleasure out of the you know you realize that you know it's your family that's the most important thing and we can chase all these other things and at the end of the day you come back and you realize what you really need mm. and what you really love and what loves you because I was I was definitely chasing a lot of things for a long time that that w- was really pointless and and had certain demons and, and and I think we all have demons and it's it's how you deal with those demons mm. and how you kind of and that's the, the how you learn and become a better person mm. like it's mm. sometimes to have postnatal depression or depression or you know all the things we go through and divorce or you know when we lose parents and it's how you know we get through that and then not getting through it, being bitter and angry and twisted and resentful coming out of it. And I think being a 50-year-old woman is, there's a t- this time is about really facing yourself. And mm. it's how you want to face yourself. You can either face yourself by drinking two bottles of wine every night and staggering around Primrose Hill, or you can face it by, you know, doing yoga meditation and, and having lovely people around you and eating cake or... So it, it's just... But isn't it, isn't it the point that, like, whatever, even if you... Whatever of those options you choose to do, or a combination mm. of both, like, removing the judgment that we have of each other yeah. and actually allowing people and their closest loved ones, nearest and dearest, to actually decide whether or not that is the healthy route for them and whether that's okay. Mm. And us not putting pressure on anyone to follow, like, a set path is, like, the key. Mm. Yeah. Because I, mean, I do think that, sort of, the whole having it all thing... Is, is scaring a lot of people, yeah. especially younger people, because they're thinking, how do you do all that? And actually, maybe it's easier to just pick, like, one avenue because mm. spinning all those plates, like, I don't know, it's kind of it makes so you it's think stressful if it's and possible. Ang- you know, and you, and it, there's a lot of anxiety involved and, and you have to be slightly OCD to kind of, you know, be driving all those things. Mm. But that's why a lot of, like, I know a lot of my friends' kids who are now 30 are like... My generations when we were 20 because they're still having to live at home mm. and that you know I think people's youth it, it, you know you grow up quicker in some ways but then you you kind of you have a long you know they're not having children as young and you know people not having children till their 30s whereas me and my friends a lot of us were in our early 20s and so you get a kind of longer that that's like you it's like extended childhood. It's like even like a <laughs> rail card now, you know, like student rail cards. I think you can get one now for like when you're up to 30. Yeah. Like mm. we like that's the age group <laughs> that need discounts. Mm. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I wanted to talk about how a lot of kind of mainstream TV outlets at the moment um, are still really obsessed with getting two really extreme points of view and kind of debating it live on TV. Mm. And I'm just thinking in this day and age with social media and podcasts like this one and also just more nuanced conversations, why are we still having to have sort of like two really extreme boxes? So, for example, I got asked to go on... um, Good Morning Britain last week. And the the topic was, is it time to ditch old words from the dictionary? So basically, there's a petition going around at the moment, which has like over 1,000, sorry, 100,000 signed signatures, that basically the Oxford Dictionary are removing words such as acorn and bluebell. So what? like quite well-known oh, words. Sad. Really sad. Acorn, but that's a thing. How can I, you remove I it? I know. <laughs> what are like, you going to call it? There's loads of people called bluebell. I'm, so loads of like natural <laughs> yeah, kind of words. Yeah, all the old-fashioned, you know, because it's... Sort of old-fashioned. Now it's just like smartphones and... Exactly, so they're being replaced by modern words such as blog and chat room. And so anyway, I they invited me to go on and, and be this like millennial sort of online person who loves new words Mm. to say like it's so great that we're using lol and blog and let's get rid of old words anyway I don't think that because like I'm a writer I like words Mm -hmm. and I like old words but I also think that we should introduce you know relevant new words so essentially I just thought that debate is a bit there's no room for any sort of nuance there do you think that we need to be kind of have less of those shows I, well, I definitely think that people are all about today head, headlines and that's mm. and also having a fight. So, like, you look at someone like Katie Hopkins, who's basically made her entire career out of saying controversial things that offend and upset a lot of people, and that turns into money for her, ultimately. Um, and so I feel like we're all trying to get, like, that clickbait. Everyone wants to get that, like... Um, you know, how many um, how many listens or how many looks they're going to get on their website or whatever else. Mm. Um, so everyone's trying to... Like, no-one's interested in a kind of um, nuanced, like, Extended middle ground. conversation. Yeah, because in my experience, anyway, most people tend to have, like, um, an opinion on things which kind of falls somewhere in the middle. Like, it's never black or white or left or mm. right. You kind of... And, and also, if you do have an opinion on something, a lot of people are open to discussing it and potentially changing it, but that doesn't make a great TV moment that's then going to get on Twitter and then going to get clicks. Because mm. I think being extremist in any way is being perpetuated by headlines, whether it's like 
the real liberal media or really like the Daily Mail and stuff like mm. that. Like, I just feel that right now, especially with everything that's going on, we should be having more longer conversations where we, we can say, oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know mm. what I think about that. But I think the kind of media is, is also encouraging everyone to be extremist and to kind of go uh, in, you know, the, the way as well with, like if you're on a computer and you're, and you're kind of researching things and, and the way it can kind of, if whatever you're typing in, it will give you two separate answers to, um, you know, so if you, t- it, it can kind of read your information. So if you, you type in um, Egypt and the kind of research if you're researching, will give you a very, a more of a left ring wing view and if it, if it was um if you were a different type of person you'd put in other things in your computer mm. be reading right wing so it then is conditioning us all then to become very separate as well yeah. giving us you know very very different views from them how they think we are so people get more and more conditioned about the information that they're reading because they're because they think that's how do, do you understand yeah, what I'm no, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a vicious cycle because yeah. if you if you have a, a bit of a you know say you've got a bit of a right wing point of view anyway then the, the the news feeds that you're going to get and the information is yeah. going to kind of fit your point of view rather than because it'll they'll, right. they'll, rather they'll, than yeah, that the being an open yeah will, will bring up stuff that basically agrees with your point of view rather than so like for for me I will probably more get recommended to read like a Guardian article yeah. over a Daily Express article but that does put you in a bubble um, and it and rather it, than it being across us, the board yeah it's pushing us like there was that really scary thing um. Now, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was in America. And there was basically, like, a protest. It was, um, they were saying that there was going to be, like, a, a new mosque or something to do with um, Muslims in this uh, village or, sorry, town in America. And then they were saying there was going to be a protest against it. And it basically ended up being, like, an actual, like, protest and anti-protest between, like, kind of more right-wing um, sort of white Americans and um, Muslim population. And then they found out that it was like a Russian bot that had generated it and put, like was saying that it was the governor of this count of this area. And it wasn't. And you just go like, it, like there's people who actually benefit from creating mm. these two extremes now. And like, whether it's your Good Morning Britain, who's going to get like loads of watchers or it's Russia, who's got God knows what agenda for it. But creating these kinds of divisions in our mm. societies and pushing people to be more extreme mm. um, is, 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 there's always a reason for it. And you have to look at like, why are they doing it? Like, is it money? Is it power? Um, is it political? And I think, like, when you get deep behind it, it's really quite cynical mm. <laughs> and scary. It is scary. It makes me feel really uncomfortable and really anxious, and that's why I can't watch a lot of TV. And and I don't. And you know, just going online makes me feel. You know, you feel dirty. There's a kind of we, we're fed so much information that you just know is is kind of complete bollocks. And you know, I don't kind of want it be, to be filling my my head and I I like watching the news I know what's going like I want to know what's going on but it it, it, it it's very toxic it's very mm. ugly and if you kind of want to it affects us all doesn't it there's so many um, negative things so mm. you know I, I'm you know I'm a generation above you guys and and we're the generation that didn't really grow up with kind of much technology so we're all kind of all my friends we, we know we don't really a lot of us my age don't really know how to get around the internet still. you know there's kind of I'm quite happy you know to be a bit like that because I don't because it kind of blinkers some of the negative stuff that's out mm. there but but um you know as I, I mean as as I said earlier I don't really know much about podcasts and, and things like that you know all this stuff is 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 um because I just kind of just what would I like it the old way when you just had four ch- channels on tv and there was what an on and off button and there mm. wasn't a computer and I could have a pad <laughs> and a pen but you know so it's it it's it's all very it, 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 there's so much information and and that's what's scary because you don't know how to 
to kind of um, yeah and then you get like in a kind of endless it. loop yeah like and I you feel myself, like you're in that loop yeah and it's really hard to get out of it and you're like why am I just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and my eyes are glazed over <laughs> I just need to get mm. off but I think there's also like the, the, the way people are booking guests now is that they are also that they're, they're booking like them people with really extreme views so that there's people you'll see getting booked again and again and again because they sit like someone like Katie Hopkins or mm. whoever else, you know, whatever side of the spectrum you might fall on, like those are the guests that are going to get booked again mm. and again. Also, Whereas someone like you who's coming in and get, like talking about the word debate, he's going, well, actually, I agree with this and I don't agree with that. They'll be like, oh, that's, yeah. that's well, not I'm what we're looking like, for. Yeah. The, the worst person for that. Because also um, I was thinking recently, um, another point was the fact that I think some journalists, you know, who might need the money might write something like a lot of uh, a lot of newspapers now sort of commission a journalist saying this is the headline we want can you write it like I got asked to write something for CNN about Meghan Markle um about and it was a headline I didn't agree with and they'd offered me money Mm. to write it and luckily you know I that's not really how I make my living now I don't need to write Mm. for these sorts of publications but I just thought god someone else has gone written that now because they've been asked to and again it's extreme headline they don't don't, um they don't care you know editors don't care and they will they will you know they don't care about what 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 that effect the effect that's going to have on someone's life and if it's complete you know the lies and you know they did they they did it you know when I for me when I was kind of going through my divorce and they would just write really nasty headlines just that were completely untrue and it would, and I would f- try and find out why, and they would say because that's what the editor wants. They want to sell papers because, mm. you know, nasty things about women and divorces um, sell papers. And you think, yeah, but why do women want to write, want to um, read nasty things about other women? Why, mm-hmm. do, why are they not more sisterly and supportive? Why would they, you ever want to write that about? Yeah, but this goes what you say about this whole thing. Like people love to pit a woman against another woman. I think, yeah, because like, a friend of mine got asked to go on Good Morning Britain to talk about, actually, about parents and how much they should drink publicly. Mm, mm. Like, whether it's okay to Instagram you having a bottle of wine, which obviously you can. But this other mum said that, obviously, she was totally against it, teetotal. And um, Anna, my friend who went on, she'd actually asked if her husband could go on, and they said no, they wanted two women. Mm. And so it's things Everyone like that. Everyone loves a cat fight, but the reality of it is, I actually find, like, in, in real life, women, like, are really supportive of each other yeah. in many ways. And like, they actually bonded on air and Piers Morgan hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was furious, yeah. yeah. Well, it, But you know what? Actually, to, like saying that, we're all slightly guilty of it because you know when you watch those like best moments of TV, mm. like you do love a good fight. Like what was the moment when Grace Jones slapped a presenter? Do you remember? Oh, was it... Um, um, was that Russ, Mike? Mike? Um, Who was that? Who Russell... Else? No, it was a great, it, it yeah. was it was like TV gold. It was yeah. amazing, and, and all like when the Sex Pistols were on, were being interviewed, and they started, and it all, they were like, "You dirty Russian," and it all got quite controversial. Like we all, they, those are the episodes that are going to get, those are the, the the TV moments that are going to get played again and again and again in the kind of top TV moments, and they are entertaining. But they were spontaneous and 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 kind of. They, they deserve to have to, there was there's something just spontaneous and real about them now it's like you know people are, their careers are kind of they, they, they've decided to just be nasty and mean and that's going to be their their career but I mean I, I get upset at night if going to bed if I've been slightly negative or mean to somebody and I, so I don't know how those people must feel but they must have some kind of conscience I mean that must be really affecting your psyche yeah. and not mm. good to have really that. bizarre when you're like paying the bills from being mean about people yeah like yeah very odd but i think that's what's so nice about something like a podcast um mm. like you get to explore all the kind of ranges of the spectrum of opinion and that's what, what i i love doing it because there's no one else kind of controlling or with an agenda like it really is about getting a wide variety of mm. opinions 
So moving on to what I wanted to get off my breast today. Um, so what I wanted to get off my breast today is kind of based a little bit on something we discussed in season one. Um, I think it was the episode when we were chatting to Gizzy Erskine about... Um, episode one, you can check Yeah, that. episode one, season one. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> You can go back and listen to it if you like. Um, and we were talking about the sort of psychology of infidelity and how women tend to get blamed more than men. And the conversation went on a bit of a tangent. And I think we ended up talking about um, checking your partner's phone uh, or, you know, or sort of checking up on your partner to see whether they're cheating on you or not. And is it ever OK? And I don't know what point in the conversation, but I think I was expressing some kind of like empathy and understanding for people to do it. And we got a comment in our rate and review section on iTunes, which... I love getting the comments, the good and the bad, to be honest, because it's really nice to have, like, obviously it's really nice to have people saying supportive stuff, but also to get constructive criticism and get better. It's great. But there was one, and she was sort of saying, I can't believe that you all just thought it was fo- absolutely fine to check your partner's phone. So I was like, okay, I've obviously, like, really misrepresented my point of view on that, but it's also quite an interesting topic. Um, so what I wanted to kind of get off my rest was, um, is it ever okay to check your partner's phone or email or Facebook? And if it's not okay, but is it ever understandable? And I don't know, I personally feel like it's never a good thing, it's never healthy, and the person doing the checking, like, you're just going to create more issues for yourself. But I also, I have an empathy for it because I feel like people don't tend... (laughs) People don't tend to to feel the need to check up on their partner unless there's some some insecurity there Mm. and some reason. And that is to do with the relationship between two people. So you're both responsible in a way for that because obviously something... uh, some dynamic has been created where one of the people in that relationship feels so insecure or so that they can't trust the other person that they need to mm. they need to do something which they possibly know is not the right thing to do. For me, there's a difference between, like, snooping. But if my boyfriend borrowed my laptop today and I'm here and he's, like, on my laptop right now, he could be, and he's my emails pop up, um, I wouldn't mind because I've got nothing to hide. So I feel mm. like... There, I think there's a difference between, like, accidentally, like seeing something maybe you borrow someone's phone and something comes up to actively going in and looking at someone's phone when they're in the shower or something mm. i think if you're if you're in a relationship and you're you, you're really suspicious of, of what the your partner's doing of course there's definitely a problem in the relationship and if you're driven to snoop and look it, it can it can be so dangerous for you know it can be so um all-consuming and very very toxic and you know, when I hear people reading people's diaries or going through mails or any of that kind of stuff, it I, I find that, yeah, it's really... I mean, I understand, but it's so uncomfortable because you mm. just... you Nobody should be getting anybody's private information. Yeah. But, you know, there have been times in my life where, you know... I mean, I can, I can say it now because I'm feeling in a good place and I'm feeling... But there's times where you just want to know what's happening and what's going on. and it, But it is dangerous because you can also you can read something and make it seem like there's something guilty going on. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. find something like like looking through someone's um, blazer or, or jacket and find a receipt and go, why were they at that hotel? Or why were they there? Or why have they got that train ticket in their bag? It could be something completely innocent, but you'll, or if you're in, in that mindset anyway, you're going to find some mm-hmm. and you're going to drive yourself ma- mad. Yeah. So I think you have to have some kind of discipline not to snoop and not to look and all those things because it can drive you to insanity and, and, you know, I, I see it across the board with friends and, 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 and you know, the younger generation. Because I think when, as you're older, you kind of go through that, like, maybe you shouldn't... You learn those lessons, mm. don't you? And I kind of say to my kids, don't, don't look, don't go, don't do that, don't go on Facebook. Just let that go because it's going yeah. to drive you mad. Well, the temptation's yeah. getting so much worse, mm. isn't there? Because 
The temptation is, is, is so much worse these days because you haven't just got someone's phone and like their mail and like their pockets like you're saying. It's like there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Twitter. And it is so tempting to want to know like what is, what is my partner talking about? Like who are they communicating with? But like you said, it's such a dangerous game because if you find something, firstly, it can be completely out of context. Secondly, it can actually, it can be legal. Like you could end up finding out like work information that's like privileged or, you know, data and things like that. Like privacy is like a really important part of our lives. Um, and also, if you, even if you find out they've done something wrong, well, you've also done something wrong then. So you've kind of, mm-hmm. like, what do, you do, what do you do? Do you have to admit that you've done something wrong and then you've kind of put yourself in a bad position as well? Um, but I, I always say that on the other hand, like, I've known friends of mine, for example, who've, like, spent years with someone who's, for example, being unfaithful with them and they never knew. And then they found out, like, years later and they'd wished that they'd found out earlier mm-hmm. because they feel like they wasted yeah. years of their life. And that's really sad too. But I think I think you're right. I think I think trying not to have the temptation, and I think maybe if you do feel the temptation, then like acknowledge there's an issue either with yourself and your own like security and trust issues, or in the relationship, and like maybe even just talk to your partner about it and say like I'm feeling really suspicious right right now, and I want to know why, and I don't know whether it's me or, or us, but we have a problem, and I'm like even want to check your phone. Like I've been tempted to, and I don't want to go there, but I need to know from you. Like, can I trust you? And if if I can then like why am I feeling like this like what's going on between us and trying to you know whether it's with a therapist there or whether it's just the two of you like really try and actually address that issue because and and hopefully trust that the person would be honest with you I guess I know it's making a a pact between the two of you and then once you can do that and you both feel like you trust each other the relationship can be really balanced and and healthy but when you don't trust that person it's just it's such a horrible place to be. Mm. I mean, there's been times where I've wanted my to know where my partner is all the time. You wish you can be able to turn on that find my phone thing. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, now I'm like, I'm so glad I don't feel like that because it's it, it's so stressful. Um, you've but, got to trust, you've got to trust mm. your But partner. then once you've been burnt once, because I've been burnt, I've, I've been, I, I found out that um, someone was cheating on me and that everyone I knew knew apart from me. And I was so on top of like the being cheated on thing it was like the humiliation that everyone had mm. known and you feel like a fool and once that's happened to you once um I found out because a friend told me not from snooping but once it happens to you once like those trust issues are there in you and then it's like it it, it create it can create like a really bad pattern of behavior of like suspicion and things like that and that is something you have to work hard on yourself to, to, to overcome yeah also you don't want to get into that position where you check the phone you read something you get totally the wrong end of the stick you then mm. bring it up and then they dump you or something because they can't trust you. Like yeah. it could easily backfire, but... I just don't understand now though why, when somebody is cheating, why they do it. Because I've gone into relationships and said to people like, I have been so broken by, by people being dishonest and cheating. Please, if you want to be in the relationship with me, can we just be honest? Can we just be completely you know, fair and square? If you want to go off and, and you, you want to have an open relationship or you don't want to just be faithful to me, just let me know because I just would rather know. And they go, yeah, 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 promise, promise, promise. And then they go off and do something. And then I'm like, yeah. what? And you just, and it drives, you know, mm. I mean, it's so painful. And you see what that effect has on people throughout their lives. So, you know, also you've got to keep your kind of strength and independence and not let somebody completely kind of be able to not kind of sit, kind of knock you over the edge yeah mm. and, and what you said was really interesting actually Emma at the beginning because so there was a study and I think they like anonymously asked people and I think it was something like two-thirds of people admitted to checking on their partner's communications in some way mm. whether it was emails Facebook or phone or whatever um so it obviously is more common than we thought but they what they discovered is that in relationships where people like you were saying with your laptop actually 
don't care. Like, so they're like, oh yeah, if you want to use my phone anytime, just use it. Or yeah, no, here's my password for my emails. Um, anytime you need to like check whatever, um, you know, feel free. In those relationships whereby there's no like secrecy at all, the other person then doesn't want to check at all. And that like, removes that kind of desire because they just go, well, you know, it's all it's already open and trusting. Mm-hmm. So in a way, creating that kind of like... That sort of safe, yeah, like, and, and just making the other person feel safe by just saying, like, not necessarily, like, if you want to check my text, go ahead, but, like, <laughs> you know, if you want to, if you need to use my phone anytime because whatever, your phone's out of battery mm. or whatever else, like, no problem. Whereas I think if you're going to be, like, don't use my phone, no, 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 you yeah. can't touch it, then the other person's going to go, why? What's mm. going on? So, yeah, like, when your so partner maybe, goes to the loo and they take, the, the, they take with, their yeah. phone, you know, I'm always suspicious oh, yeah, that's of that. Like, why won't you leave your phone on the table? What's, yeah. and, I, and I noticed that, you know, I was seeing somebody and they basically, and there would be someone called Rose, um, no, no, someone like my accountant calling the whole time, it'd say my accountant or my brother. And it was obviously another woman that yeah. they just changed the name. And it took me about, I'm a bit slow, I'm a bit naive, <laughs> a bit gullible. It took me about two years to, to work that out. I'm like, why is your accountant calling at two in the morning? Just very, yeah. very financially like, responsible. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, so I think that like... That so makes sense though, because if you just think there's nothing to worry about. And also I was thinking, how cute is it when like my auntie and uncle do this, when people have joint accounts, Aww. like joint emails, I'm like, no. <laughs> so I think like, yeah, I think we all agree, like it's not good. It's, it's, not, it's not healthy for you either to check. But I think <laughs> if you are in a relationship with someone like, be aware that it is like it is hum- it's like nat- a natural human like desire to want to know in a way and so like trying to create like a safe environment where the other person feels really like secure mm. is both is two people's responsibility in a way and if if you find that your partner is checking on your phone or if you're feeling like you want you want to check on your phone like try and deal with it together mm. as a couple. I can't I personally can't imagine a situation where I'd want to just because like being in a relationship isn't it about like knowing where, where each other are and telling each other everything like mm. I, I've never even thought about it but then maybe you've never been in a situation where you've had someone you found out that someone's cheated on you and it was like devastating and you didn't know about it and you wish you'd known earlier exactly and exactly it's, 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 and that's mm. why the, those things scar you and it can come mm. from a young age you know it can come from parents like you know if you've got a mother or a father that was having an affair and it, you know, broke down the family or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, that can also like set a precedent at a young age. So it's like, it's not okay. But again, I don't, I would never like condemn or judge anyone mm-hmm. for it because I just feel like in a way, like, let's look at why. Mm-hmm. It's all about not judging. Thank you so Thank much, Sadie, for <laughs> being our amazing guest. Uh, lovely to have done this, girls. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any other episodes of this podcast. And we've got a very special episode coming up next week with a brilliant guest. We'll be joined by activist and co-founder of the Pink Protest, the ever outspoken Grace Campbell. And we'll be talking about how to separate the artist from the art and perhaps our favourite topic of the season, pubic hair. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.